Welcome back, everybody. Dave Dubow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from sunny Philadelphia. We've got Mr. Keish Rayo, who is a multifamily investor. Hasn't been in the game that long, but he's done some pretty amazing things, not just with real estate investing, but with getting the word out to other people who are interested in real estate investing as well. So Keish, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Hey, thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, be here with you. Yeah, likewise. So Keish, why don't you tell us what got you to the whole wild and wonderful world of real estate investing in the first place? And what were you doing before then that kind of led towards this? Excellent. Absolutely. So I am a W-2 employee. I work for a company called VMware. Great company to be at. Before that, I was in the company for 20 plus years and job is good. Yeah. Um, so so what, what's your profession? What do you do? Fair enough. I am a, uh, in the technology field. Uh-huh. So I work with a lot of software. Okay. I sit in front of computers most of the time. Yeah. I do interact with people because that's the nature of my job. However, I've been watching and I've been paying attention. And as I get older, I realize that there's a lot of people out there that are working less but enjoying life. And I'm thinking, what's the secret? Mm. So started researching and I uh, looked into something called wholesaling. This is about six, seven years ago, maybe. Right. And everyone said, no money down. You can do it without any money whatsoever. So I signed up for a course and David, uh, it was a spectacular failure. Spectacular. <laughs> I, so I'm not laughing at you. I just appreciate the honesty and, you know, because we always get sick and tired of hearing these people that just hit a home run right out of the gate, supposedly. But the reality is it doesn't always work that way. So what happened with, how did, how did wholesaling turn into a spectacular failure for you, Keish? Well, it turned out that it was very active, extremely active. Oh, completely active. Yeah. And with a full-time job, trying to do that as well, not so good. Plus there was so much cold calling, so much switching out to different people and getting out of my comfort zone way too fast. Yeah. It's just uh, unattainable for me at the time. Well, you know what? I can, I can 2020 hindsight, I can definitely understand that because coming from your background and technology and being in front of a computer most of the time and not having to sell stuff necessarily, you know, or over, over the phone or, or that sort of thing, jumping from that to cold calling people. Well, pretty much for anybody, that's an absolute nightmare. So Hats off to you for giving it a shot, at least. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. So afterwards, I was looking at options, and then I heard about something called Turnkey. So Turnkey, yeah. researching that, mm -hmm. and then I uh, found an outfit down in Alabama. They do Turnkey Real Estate Investing, yeah. and they bring investors in. At the time, I wasn't really an investor. At least I didn't label myself as one. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, let me see what this is about. Did my research, took me a good seven, eight months before I pulled the trigger. So it sounds like you're an analytical kind of person by nature. Would that be oh, fair? Extremely. I am extremely conservative, yeah. very analytical, like to look at the numbers, want to make sure everything is going to work out the way it's going to work out. Yeah. And for the first four months, the property I picked up was completely empty. So, so yeah. It's not perfect. It's like you said, you don't, you know, you don't hit the ball out of the park the first time through, but 
that's okay. It's about persistence. But more important, Dave, it's about mindset. Uh-huh. So I believe this is going to work. I knew everybody else is doing it. I was going to make it work. So- yeah, and you, you, you had the confidence to know that you're an intelligent person. You've got a very successful career behind you. You're good with the numbers. You're good at analyzing things. And you used logic instead of emotion to guide you, it sounds like. I did. Yeah. And it worked out in my favor. Yeah. I was able to get that place tenanted. You know, I started cash flowing. So, so it was a turnkey. Was it a single family home? I'm assuming. Yes, it was a yeah. single family home. Got it. And then later on, I decided, uh, let me get another one. This one is different because uh, it got tenanted before I even signed the closing papers. So much better. Much, much better. So it started cash flowing day one. So it does work. Very happy with it. But I was thinking about this. You know, it's taken a lot of time just to get two tours. Plus, you're you're self-financing everything at this point, right? So you're the one that has to come up with, well, you know, I don't know if you just had to come up with a down payment or if, if you were having to buy these things all cash. No, I always do down payment. I always get mortgages, get loans. Right. My philosophy is um, why use my money when I can use somebody else's? Exactly. All right. So you got a couple of, of turnkey properties, single family homes under your belt. Then you decide that's the slow road. What led you to multifamily? How did you make that leap? So I knew of a guy, an investor on the Jersey area, not too far from me. I knew he did apartments, reached out to him and we were chatting and he told me about an opportunity. So I jumped at it. And this is- Okay, so you you jumped at this opportunity as what? As a passive investor, as a limited partner in a- in a syndication, what, what does that mean to you, Keish, that you jumped at it? Okay, good question. So it was a syndication he was setting up. And for those that don't know, a syndication is when a group of investors pull their money and resources together, mm-hmm. purchase something that they can't normally purchase on their own. Right. And he was looking for limited partners. A limited partner is somebody who's willing to put in investments, put in money, capital, in return for cash flow and tax benefits. Right. You get a percentage ownership in that particular property. So what did that first deal look like? Was it uh, how many units, how much capital was raised, how many investors altogether? Did you share any of that kind of stuff? So the information I remember, it was a property out in uh, Kentucky, 48 units. So I figured to myself, you know, I had two units. All of a sudden I jumped to 48. That was easy. Didn't take that much effort. Yeah, no, you don't own those. You're you're not the only one that owns those 48, but yeah, I get where you're going from. <laughs> so how, how many investors were involved in that deal? How many limited partners do you recall? I don't recall. I think there was about 20 of us. Okay. About yeah. 15, 20 of us. Not too many, but a decent size. Now, this was also my first syndication. I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. I figured, let me just dip my toe in the water and mm-hmm. see how it feels. Right. And then how did things progress from there? So well, first of all, when was that first syndication deal? How long ago was that? At, at the moment we're in April December, of 2023. When was, when was that? December, 2019 is when it started. And this is April, 2023, like you said. Yeah. And uh, we were supposed to start cash flowing in Q2 of 2020. Yeah. Everybody knows what happened in Q2 of 2020. <laughs> Mr. Coronavirus came to visit. That's right. Exactly. So cash flowing was not there. And we did get a couple of distributions. 
not what we wanted, but like I said, I dipped my toe in the water mm-hmm. and for me, it didn't feel good just because I wasn't getting what I would expect it. However, I had that mindset. I knew it was going to work. I just had to give it some time. And maybe if this wasn't the right investment, try something different. Because okay. I know there was very successful people out there, you know, in this business. Yeah. Uh, after a year and a half, I was given the option to, they were doing a refi. I was given the option to continue, invest more or cash out. Mm-hmm. I cashed out. Okay. Smart move. And I jumped into a different deal. This deal was a uh, 96 unit apartment complex in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, this one also, it, uh, after COVID, or in the middle of COVID, I should say, yeah. this was a slightly different. Uh, the sponsors actually met their five-year projections in 18 months. Nice. So and- they're conservative going in. They weren't offering pie in the sky. They kind of under-promised and ended up way over-delivering. Way over-delivering. Nice. I was able to over-double my investment in under two years. Excellent. And that really made me feel good. And that that, that'll give heart. a guy a little shot in the arm of confidence and and uh, make all those other other moves that you took on earlier less painful. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I started my third one. I uh, was it 2021? Yeah. It was 2021, uh, January, time, February timeframe. This one was 114 units complex in Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And this unit, I put money in and I'm still in this investment. The other two investments, uh, full cycle, completely closed. I cashed out. So I have the money and moved on. So I'm in this third one right now. Mm-hmm. It's cash flowing every quarter. And I actually just talked to my partner earlier today. So things are going very well. Um, Good. So these first these first three multifamily deals, sounds like you came on board as a passive investor, a limited partner in these deals. Are you, is that, that still what you're doing or, or are you becoming more of an active partner in these real estate syndications these days? So the bug bit me, you know, I want to become an active partner now. Okay. So I'm part of a team. So a couple of things I did. Yeah, going through this whole journey, I needed to learn. So I met a gentleman and he was starting this organization. Uh, it's a, basically a nonprofit organization. It's similar to Bigger Pockets, mm-hmm. but it's all about multifamily. Mm. It's called the GOB Network. Mm-hmm. Join that. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a multifamily guy, not an apartment guy. I'm a tech guy. Mm-hmm. He said he needed technical help. I'm like, Great. Ah. So I did join the board mm-hmm. and I'm part of the leadership board for the GOP network for the last two years. I've been meeting a lot of people there, doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, going to meetups, uh, meeting various investors. It's a great way for me to uh, um, just start virtually shaking hands with different people in the industry. Which well, that's I- wonderful, Keish. And, and I just want to point out to our listeners that this is this is the one of the things that I have been suggesting to people for years is if you're looking for a massive shortcut to you know taking a deep dive into whatever it is that you want to do take a take a page from what Keish has done which is he's kind of he's 
in a certain way, Keish, it's almost like in a smaller deal, what you would call sweat equity, right? You're these these guys needed somebody with your skill set in the technical side, not necessarily right on board with the 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 real estate side of things, but you're bringing massive value to the team, and you get to join forces that way. So one of the things I always recommend to people is I got a lot of newer investors saying, "Well, Dave, how do I?" get into doing burrs or how do I get into doing multifamily, especially if I don't have a lot of money. And I always recommend do something kind of like what you did. Find somebody who's actively doing what you want to do and figure out how you can bring value to the table, not necessarily, not necessarily cash, but skill set. And then, you know, if you're working on a specific deal, don't expect that you're going to get a huge chunk of that deal. But even if you get just a tiny little sliver of equity in that deal, that gets you in the game. What what would you say about that, Keisha? I know it's a little bit different because this is kind of a more of an educational type thing, but would you say that this has been a massive shortcut for you to to learning the business, to get, you know, getting rolling up your sleeves and really being involved in apartments and syndications from the other side of the of the table? 1000%. Yeah. But not just that, it gives you that confidence. People start coming up to you. So a little story, I was at a live meetup back in November out in Philadelphia, and a woman came up to me because she saw my name. She's like, I've seen you before. I just don't remember where. She's thinking that we're chatting, and then she said, oh, you're on the GOB network. And I'm thinking, that's right. So people recognize me now, yeah. which is great, which is perfect, which is what I want to do. So I want to keep staying involved, mm-hmm. helping other people, meeting new people, providing value any way I can. That is fantastic. So we were talking a little bit offline before we started recording that, that is this a group that you're talking about that has built up to like 700 members, or do you have something going locally in Philadelphia that you've kind of been building up over time as well? Neither. So let me tell you. So yeah. I work at VMware. Uh, VMware's got 30,000 people employed, okay. maybe more. And they have all these different social groups, clubs. And I'm looking at the clubs. This is about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I realized there's all these clubs here. There's like a finance club, there's crypto, there's fitness, or there's an Asian club. There's no investment club. There's no real estate club. Right. So I was thinking about this and I realized maybe I could start one. Then I realized that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be very uncomfortable. I wouldn't know how to start, where to start. But I was talking to a couple of investors and they encouraged me and says, just go ahead and do it. I'll okay. get the answers to everything else as you continue. So I did a year ago, uh, 2022, February, I started the club. And within the first week, uh, 100 people joined the actual club, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. I liked it. That means there was a need for it. Uh, the way my club is structured, Dave, is yeah. I have guests come in every other week mainly from the field. Uh, they may know multifamily, they may be single family, turnkeys, no investing, various real estate assets. And they come in and talk to us. Uh, they talk about different aspects. So is this all done virtually or do you have in-person meetings? Everything is done virtually every okay. other week, uh, which makes it easy for people to join. Not only that, David, it's global. I had a guy from Bangalore, India, reach out to me about six months ago asking how he he can start a similar club in India as well. And I'm I'm 
So you, so you're because your company has employees all across the world. Is that what I'm understanding? That is correct. Yeah. And my club is only within uh, within VMware, so nobody outside of VMware is part of it as of today. Now that could change. I don't know, but as of today. So basically, you're kind of hosting a a virtual meetup, but it's a closed group only within people from your company. Uh, You've, you've got a pool of 30,000 employees in the tech industry that that are part of your company. And how over the last year, how has that club grown? Oh, gangbusters. Gangbusters. So right now, uh, we have about 700, 650 to 700 wow. members that are part of the club. Uh, we meet every other week. Originally, we had about 15 people, maybe 20 people showing up. Mm -hmm. to my uh, live meetings with guests. Now I'm having 50 people, 60 people show up. Nice. And just trying to get the numbers up, not, not to just, you know, size-wise, but it's just about trying to get the message across, getting mm -hmm. people to learn more about, you know, what's out there, you know, what types of investments and how people can do things and knowing that it's, it's reachable by anybody. You know, well, that is that is wonderful. So, so just out of curious curiosity, Keish, because you know I'm part of a little local real estate investment club here in the in the city that I'm based in. Um, been part of clubs for for many many years. How do you run your meetings? You're getting get getting together every couple of weeks. So, bottom line, about twice a month. It's online. How long are your meetings? Do you have them kind of structured the same way every time? Um, you know, how, just, just out of personal curiosity, how do you structure your meetings? Sure. Uh, my meetings are exactly one hour long. Yeah. I make sure that I respect my employees' time as well as my guests' time. Yeah. This is during work hours, so I want to abide by those rules. People, guests come in, they talk for about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and then afterwards, I give ample time for Q&A. Mm -hmm. Now, last year, it was more interactive, more engaging. People could ask questions and meet themselves uh, during the conversation because it was such a small group. Mm. Now the group is growing. So I limit that to having people, you know, ask questions in chats. And depending on time, at the end, they can unmute and ask questions. Good idea. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, very, very cool. So what what is your sense? That's one of the challenges with, with online meetings. Sometimes it's hard to kind of know who's doing what, but what is your sense of out of those 650 or 700 people that are part of your groups, how many of them are actually doing deals, doing real estate investment deals? Any idea? Not a lot, uh, less than 10%, maybe even 5%. Yeah. There are people, we did have one guest who came in and talked about uh, his multi multi-family journey and he is a VMware employee. Mm -hmm. So he's actually one of us, but he was sharing what he does and he went through his steps, what websites he goes through, how he finds the deals, how he vets them out, how mm -hmm. he raises money for them, if he raises money for them. So he went through his process, which was pretty amazing to listen. That's but very cool. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that want to learn. I've been getting ding left and right to say, Keish, yeah, I heard about your, uh, you know, what you've been doing. How can I get involved? How nice. can I find these real estate investments? I'm here to help people, Dave. If I can help them, 
I can make an impact, you know. No, that makes now I'm the marketer in me is coming out here, Keish. So I'm I'm just I'm looking at you and your situation and, and what you're doing with your active real estate investing. So sorry, I think I, I got us off track a little bit, but uh, if I recall correctly, you're now you, you've done your first deal where you are a co-GP. Did I understand that correctly? Is let me tell you about that. That's correct. Yeah. So, so I'm part of an acquisition group. Uh, this was uh, an offshoot from the GOP network. Yeah. And this is a group of about nine or ten of us. We meet once a week, mm-hmm. and we talk about and we uh, look for deals. We underwrite them. We see if it works. Uh, it's 2023 April. Interest rates are crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Deals are hard to come by, but the deals are there. We just yep. have to find them. We we keep looking. We uh, we try to find opportunities, and if we find an opportunity, we'll jump at it. Uh, there was someone looking for help uh, raising money for mm-hmm. a property, and we says, "Well, we can help you if we do. Can we get a seat at the table?" Mm-hmm. They agreed, and in doing so, we were able to be a co-GP on a 186-unit property down in Arizona. Very cool. So, there's how many of you in this? in this group that are now part are co-GPs? 10 of you, did, did you say? Yeah, there's uh, 10, 10 people in my group. My group is called Goya 7 Capital. Okay. All right. So there's 10 of you in, the, in that group and you're now co-GPs in this other... Now, now that must get kind of complicated because juggling the roles amongst 10 of you, just kind of human nature, Keish, you've seen this, I'm sure. I'm guessing out of those 10... There's two or three of you, and I'm guessing you're probably one of them, that carry a lot more of the load than the others. Would that, and I'm not trying to take anybody off, we're not using any names, but that's been my experience of human nature. Do you find any of that, or is it pretty pretty even across the board? It's a little bit more even. We do, every once in a while, we do have, you know, life happens, things come up. Yeah. But we try to keep things even. We try to keep things... uh, fair but like i said like maybe you know for a couple of months one you know one or two investors may not be able to make it due to things happening at work or things happening you know in life mm-hmm. and uh but that's okay you know mm-hmm. it's a team that grew to this size and we're we're very happy with it we don't want to grow anymore yeah uh, uh, this is a good cap i'm, I'm thinking you'll probably want to shrink <laughs> <laughs> drastically but that's just anyway, my, that's just uh, that, that, uh, that's just uh, old dave with, with 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 who's been beating around the bush a few uh, around the block a few times but i i hope it works out really really well with, with the group as is but these things tend to tend to modify over time for sure all right Keith. so what are your plans moving ahead you yourself, Keish Rayo, as a real estate entrepreneur, what do you, where do you want to be going? What do you plan on doing? So I've always been in support. I love helping people. That's been my tech job since yeah. day one. And I like solving problems. You know, people have an issue. What can I do to help resolve that issue? So I've learned a lot of people don't understand real estate, especially multifamily apartment investing. What can I do to help them? So I'm in the process of uh, building out my own platform mm-hmm. in order to help people, show people. So, so outside of your company group, you're you're building something for the general public, that or is, is this something that's more robust for the company group that you already have going? 
outside in the general public. Okay. And that would allow people to learn about, you know, what is apartment investing? What is a syndication? What does limited partner mean? And I want to be able to let people know that, you know, the average Joe can actually make double digit returns, even in times like this, mm -hmm. because apartment investing is almost recession proof. So, okay. And then as far as Quiche as the real estate investor goes, what do you want to do moving ahead? Are you, are you looking to start bringing down your own apartment building deals and being one of the primary general partners in these kind of deals, or do you want to kind of keep in the background on on the side sort of thing and and be co GP with with within a group of people? What what does that journey look like for you? What are your goals there, Keish? So co GP was fine, but our, our main goal, the mission, is to become GPs for mm -hmm. many 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 deals, which okay. I can foresee. Very good. All right, cool. So yeah, I think you're in a, in a really interesting position and I, I don't want to dissuade you from your, your goal of creating a new platform and, and training thing. However, I, I would perhaps suggest that first things first, you really kind of maximize what you've already got because you might not realize it. What you've already got is phenomenal, right? If you've got a group of 700 people from within this huge company that you work at that are all kind of real estate fans or real estate interested in real estate. And you are the leader of that group. You are the big fish in the small pond, so to speak, versus if you're out, out in the general population trying to create a whole other platform, then you're starting off as a minnow competing against the bigger pockets and, and, and all these kind of guys. Not to say not to do it, but if if I were you, and you didn't ask me for any of this advice, but I'll give it to you anyhow, just after 20 plus years of marketing experience, if I were you, I would really, really laser focus in on your company group first, because there are so many opportunities there, Keish. Um, and I'm not sure what the rules and regulations are company-wide as far as like, can you bring some of those people out there and, and partner up with you for, for syndication deals that you're doing outside as a co-GP? Because what, what I'm, I think you're going to find is, like you're talking about, out of that whole six or 700 people, there might be 5% actually doing deals, but all of them are interested in deals, but they might not know how to do it. They might be scared to do it, but you are perfectly positioned as the go-to guy to help them hands-on to invest in deals. Does that make sense? That so, makes perfect sense. Yeah. I so like do you, have, have you got any thoughts around that? No, I think it's a great approach. I, uh, people have been reaching out to me already, you know, yeah. left and right about learning how to do this. And that was one of the reasons why I realized maybe I should start my own platform, but, but that's a good point. What you said, you know, whatever I start, just keep it in house. Focus on, focus on the people. You got zero competition, my friend. You got exactly. zero competition in house. You're you are the guy. You're you're the rocks. You're the real estate rock star within that uh, within that group. And and six or seven hundred people. That's huge because you know you're in a big IT company. There's there's a lot of people that make pretty good money in there. 
who would be perfect passive investors, limited partners in your syndication deals. So I I think you're sitting on a gold mine already. And, and then it's a win-win because not only are, are you obviously growing your own portfolio by bringing on limited partners, but you're helping them get all of the beautiful benefits of real estate investing that you've been enjoying throughout your journey for the last number of years that you've figured out that you've dialed in. You're helping them with a massive shortcut to those results. Does that make sense? So yeah, perfect sense. The other thing that I would highly recommend for you, Keish, with within this group that you've already got, you're having these meetings every um, every two weeks, right? If I were you, I would alternate them. So one meeting would be a guest speaker. The other meeting would be Keish. 100% Keish. You're the guy doing the teaching, you're guy, the guy doing the training. And then that even positions you more as the rock star, right? So I would I would highly recommend, and if, if you're not comfortable doing that much, you might, you know, even every second meeting, if you're you're teaching or training for half of it, opening up for Q&A, or you're teaching and training and, and maybe doing a book study type thing, that works nicely at our club. So if you talk about a book that you've been reading and kind of give your synopsis of that as it relates to real estate investing. Again, the more of quiche that, that you can have in there as the expert versus as quiche being the guy who's interviewing the expert, um, that's just going to, that's just going to snowball your influence and, and your capacity there. I love that idea. I love it. I think I'm going to implement that soon. Perfect. Excellent. My friend. Thank well, you. Hey, I think you are on a fantastic path. I congratulate you for the, how can I put this? I congratulate you because you are a super analytical conservative person by nature who's also an action taker. And that's kind of rare, Keish. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sure you know a lot of people that just really get stuck in analysis paralysis. It sounds like, you know, you've got all the strengths of being a, an analytical person, but you're also, you know, willing to pull the trigger and take action when it makes sense. So I, I, that is a real winner of a combination. Thank you. I used to be that way for years and years and years. And then I changed. That was that mindset shift I had nice. about five, six years, uh, five years ago. And that led me to where I am today. And that's part of what you're going to be sharing about your journey with your group that you've got, that captive audience that you've got right now. Again, because they can all relate to you. You all work at the same company. They all got a similar, very, very similar reality. So the connection there is just so strong. I think you're uh, you're, you're poised for amazing things there, Keith. So congratulations. And if people want to connect and find out more about uh, Keith Rayo, what should they do? What's the number one place for them to go? Uh, you can check out my website, KKR Wealth Group, or uh, you can just shoot me an email. My email will be in the links below. Awesome. Very good, Keish. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Keep up the good work. David, thank you very much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Sounds good. See you, Dave.